0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode number one of the Defeating Disabilities podcast. Hello, my name is Dakota Schmidt. I am one of the two voices that you'll be hearing in this inaugural episode. And the other voice you'll be hearing is is editor-in-chief of Ridiculous Subside, Keith Slasher. And the man that actually came up with the idea of this podcast, but uh, the reason why you're just hearing my voice and not Keith's is mainly an issue on my he- my end, because when uh, Keith and I were recording the podcast on a Saturday, uh, in the intro I actually mentioned that we were recording on a Sunday, so as you uh, can probably figure out, it just created a whole... Uh, mess of confusion, so, uh, both, uh, Keith and I thought it would be a good idea for me to just intro, um, this podcast by myself without, you know, uh, you know, having all that confusion that comes with the initial intro, so, uh, everybody, after this quick little, uh, musical, uh, interlude, um, I'm gonna kick it back to recording, recording on Saturday, where uh, Keith talks about why he came up with the idea of this podcast, and then we'll uh, get into uh, what Keith deals with on a day-by-day basis with his uh, physical disability. Disability. Then after that, uh, he'll kick it off to me and talk about uh, my mental uh, disability when it comes to depression and anxiety. So uh, so yeah, after this little... Um, After this little uh, musical break, we'll uh, go to uh, Keith Slosher to talk about the idea of the Defeating Disabilities podcast. So everybody, I hope you enjoy episode number one of this show.
1: Well, look the code I mean you talk about how I came up with the idea I mean you and I have had a lot of conversations and and to me you're a big inspiration as to why I think a podcast like this is needed. you know the defeating disabilities concept you know you and I we both uh, deal with our own specific issues that you know impact our lives, impact our ability to to work to live to interact in general society and obviously, We're not alone. There's tons of people uh, specifically in the sports world, the the sports writing world like you and I are in. We see this um, and I just think the Twitter and social media as a whole allows you to, to interact with people, allows you to reach people and I think that's really important. That's what we have to do here. I think this is an opportunity for us to share our stories, to connect with those who might have similar stories, who might need inspiration. Hell, we need inspiration sometimes too. So, this is an opportunity for you and I, you know, to, to kind of put our stories out there. This podcast is going to be uh, part of the Ridiculous Upside blog. Obviously, you and I are, are, are part of the staff there, so we want to highlight what we go through, and, and that's kind of how this all came about.
0: Yes. And for those of you who are, for some reason, listening to the podcast, Defeating Disabilities Podcast without Norm because Upside. It is a site dedicated to the to the NBA uh G League, But you know, like you said, I think uh, this is an important podcast to, you know, spread the spread the the voices of people who are um you know being overlooked when it comes to being able to, you know, do their jobs in the world of sports despite uh any kind of disability that they are unfortunately uh, dealt with no
1: doubt and and, you know that's the whole you know we're very familiar with that concept of of kind of shedding light on those who need it with with our coverage of the NBA G League so if you think about it it's not so different Um, in planning this show you and I have talked about how we're going to interact and, and connect with a lot of basketball folks so you know that's why it's such a good fit on ridiculous upside because it kind of falls in line with our vision. We're going to have similar guests. Um, but on that note, I want to kind of introduce like, you know, myself uh, on a personal level, my challenges and kind of why I'm motivated to share my story And, and Dakota in a little bit, we'll talk about you. We'll kind of go back and forth. And, you know, this is an introduction for, for readers, listeners to kind of know what we're going to be doing, uh, you know, in the weeks and months ahead.
0: All right. Uh, Tell your story.
1: <laughs> well, just like that. That's a that's a good prompting, man. So look, you know, I'm uh I, I've been writing about basketball for you know probably close to ten years now, and my whole thing, uh especially like a, now I go on job interviews, they say, How did you get involved in writing and, and why are you so passionate about basketball? Well this is it, you know, I say this all the time. At some point, you know, when you're a kid, you kinda realize my my playing abilities are not going to catapult me to be the next, you know, the next NBA star, right? And, and for me, that happened much quicker, I, I think, than most people. I have a physical disability. It's called uh, left hemiparesis. It affects my my left side from from my arm. My motor skills in my hand are much, much weaker. I walk with a slight limp. There, there are other little things that affect me on the left-hand side. So it makes daily living uh, somewhat of a challenge, you know, tying my shoes, cutting a stake, opening uh, water bottles, things like that I don't have that type of grip you know that, that other people might take for granted. Uh, my balance because I'm, because my le- my left leg is a little bit weaker my balance is thrown off and and kind of the reason why you know I live I, I manage I, I have a lot of support from family and friends and you know I make do because my whole thing is you know how do my whole thing was when I stopped playing basketball, how else do I get involved? And that's kind of where the writing came in. And, you know, you look at basketball a different way. You have that analysis perspective. And that for me, I knew I wasn't going to physically be able to make contributions. And that was my way to stay in the game. Um, you know, the, the reason why this has come into light so much for me, I recently came back from NBA Summer League. Uh, you know, credential destination. I had a great time. Uh, great people as usual. The whole network is great. You get to see a lot of, uh, you know, players and coaches we love interacting with. It's a really, really great time. However, for somebody like me, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy in terms of the physical aspect. So if you're covering a game at an arena, how do you get to the media section? Well, you've got to go up and down stairs. you got to, uh, you know, squeeze in the seat put you know lug all your your equipment around it's a very physical burdening task uh at thomas and mac in las vegas the one of the arenas that the summer league is in the media section well, I'm, the media section is, is somewhat you know up top it's it's a few levels up the post game area is on the bottom of you know on the floor level so how do you get around you've got to go through the different staircases the, the, let me tell you, the railings are, uh, the, the, the one railing that they have in this arena through the different rows is in the middle. So you have people on the left and the right going up, going down. It's a shared railing. If you really, really need that support of the railing to get up and down, you don't have it. So for me, that was a very difficult task. Uh, the UNLV security there was, uh, was terrible. I, you know, I had a big issue with the UNLV security. They they gave me a lot of pushback about I wanted to walk through the different uh, I wanted to walk through the rows to get down from one to the next instead of going all the way down steep down the down the section because I didn't have the support of the railing security gave me a, a, a an issue or two throughout the week I tried to explain to them my disability they 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 weren't really having it uh, and then on the other side the other arena at UNLV which is is the Cox Pavilion it's all a floor level i was talking to a coach doing an interview in the media section i've got a media badge i'm credentialed i'm allowed one of the security people grabbed me from the back grabbed my shoulder and shook me out of the way now for anyone i don't think that's right regardless mm-hmm. but for me specifically i lost my balance i was kind of swaying i was taken off guard so me as a professional I'm I'm looking a little wobbly if I'm talking to an NBA assistant coach in the middle of an interview that makes me kind of look uh, juvenile weak in their eyes if they, especially if they're judgmental luckily I knew the coach Dakota it was it was Ronald Nored, who who just got a promotion to the Charlotte Hornets Ron was cool about it he said hey we're going to get this interview done one way or the other we kept you know kept trying to figure out a spot that the security officer wouldn't Grab you to get out of the way, and we weren't even in a bad spot. But that's besides point. Um, my whole thing about telling these little, and these are just a little in, a few instances that I had at summer league. I reached, you know, I had the, to, I took the confidence. I was bold enough to reach out to the NBA, and I said, Hey, you know, guys, I, I got to be able to do my job. I'm not being accommodated. What, what can you do for me? I, I've, you know, I should not be uh, prevented from doing my job just because I have a disability on that, whereas UNLV was a little bit apprehensive and they weren't very accommodating. The MBA was great. Uh, they, they showed me an accommodation for an elevator that I could take to get down from uh, the different levels. And they were very attentive. They, you know, they, uh, they said how much they understood. And, And frankly, I think the increased security measures at UNLV had to do with the, uh, Las Vegas shootings, um, that recently happened and, I can't really blame them for that, but at the same time, you know, it's a totally different circumstance. I'm trying to do my job and I, I just felt like I wasn't really accommodated in the way I could have been. Um, so my whole thing about telling this story was I kind of woke up the next day and I said, it's time. You, you got to put, I got to put the story out. I got to talk about my limitations, my challenges, because not only do I have to be confident in myself regardless. But I, I can be an advocate for other people who might be having the same issues, who might be feeling, you know, down on a day. Look, we all go through different things. We all have to uh, overcome them in different ways, and you know, that's how I'm feeling, and that's that's kind of where I'm
0: at. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely that's definitely you know, I don't know what kind of word, like a like an interesting story. Like you, uh, <laughs> of course, you're my editor, so editor for Ridiculous Upside. So I, you know. Compliment you for the you know great work you've done you know currently and over the years they work for Nicholas subside and other sites and you know I couldn't imagine what you what you went through at you know some like with a person of course of your disability trying to trying to, you know, do your jobs through the I guess the hustle and bustle of you know summer league where you have, you know, countless amounts of fans, you know, reporters, you know, you know GMs, scouts, whomever, just trying to, you know, get around, you know, an arena.
1: Dakota, you hit the nail on the head and, and I really appreciate that. You you know the more crowded it is, the the more difficult it is for me to get around. Look. I walk, I run, I'm physically able. But at the same, when you throw that many people in there, and then you talk about the different staircases and, you know, uh, not having the, the, the proper railings for support. Yeah, it's hell difficult. And I've got to think about on one end, I've got to be confident in myself and my abilities and who I am as a person. But at the same time, you know, some people aren't as understanding. So if they, if they see you limping around, they they assume that you hurt yourself. I, I have a, my, because of the weaker motor skills in my arm, my left arm is, is a little bit slimmer. So visually I look like I have, I, I might have an issue, which I do. So I have to, especially if you're meeting people for the first time uh, in NBA summer league, you have to think about the perception of of them towards you. So I appreciate you acknowledging that I, that, that might be difficult.
0: Yeah. Most um, well, definitely, but I guess you know you also do work uh, for the Knicks. Do you have any um, how how is your experience working uh, covering the Knicks compared to uh, your time in Summer Lake?
1: Uh, you know, I mean, I I think with the Knicks, it, there's so many big fish around. You know, like it, it's you, you've got. I mean, I, I don't want to like talk about the whole daily news stuff that we're seeing here but you've got Newsday, the daily news the post the uh the times all these different outlets covering so i think i just kind of blend in there you know in in circumstances like that i think with the g league if i'm going out there for nba summer league you know i I feel very good about reaching out to the the nba because they know me as part of my g league coverage whereas the knicks i mean if you reach out to them i'm sure they'd be accommodating but it, it hasn't been so prevalent that I needed to reach out and I don't I frankly I don't do as much coverage uh, in terms of credentialed and going to the events with the Knicks than I do with the G League
0: and also you know when you look away from you know summer league and just like just standard G League games let's say you live in New York area and for you know Westchester you know because of the you know lack of media or you know you know I guess lack of people there at you know G League games it is probably, you know, easier for you to, you know, be able to do your job despite the, uh, disability.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I I think that, you know, the, the, the crowds are a little bit less The the, the opportunity for interviews. You can take somebody aside uh, away from the crowd and talk to them. Whereas the NBA, you're mixed in with everybody. People are bumping you, you lose balance. So absolutely. I, I think that the access in the G league is a lot better. Uh, and I I do like it because we as ridiculous upside is the big fish in the small pond and we're accommodated and we're appreciated. And I think that definitely makes my job easier uh, from, not only from a professional standpoint, from a, but from a personal standpoint as well. Um, The, you know, I I see things and I met if I could, I'm going to talk about summer league for just another minute. I ran into Samuel Comro, who's a, He's currently in the running for, on America's Got Talent this summer. He's a comedian. Uh, he was, he's actually a Knicks fan. He was attending one of the games and I recognized him. Sam has Tourette's. So he, he overcomes that challenge when he performs comedy and his whole comedy act is not necessarily poking fun at himself, but it's making the Tourette's into a positive he went out there in front of thousands of people. He's been performing stand-up comedy for like 10, almost 10 years. So I went over to him and I said, Hey, look, you know, I have a physical disability. It's completely different from yours. However, I can appreciate that you put yourself out there. You talk about it. You, you, you try and make it into as much of a positive as you can. And you're confident in it. That was an inspiration to me. So all, all these little things, you know, have kind of added up. I, I heard, uh, Frank Isola on a podcast recently because he was talking about the Daily News layoffs, and he talked about being able to connect with people, and that's what being a writer allows you to do. And I just thought we've got we've got certain challenges in our lives, and you know who better to talk about it than our, ourselves? And this is our way of connecting with people. And and on that note, Dakota, I want to talk a little bit about you, and obviously, I, I've kind of riffed a little bit about what my challenges are. Uh, this is, you know, you've talked on Twitter and I admire you for this. You deal with a lot of depression and anxiety. Is that accurate?
0: Yes. Yes, it is. It's something I've been dealing with since I was like 14. So around a decade at this point, which is <laughs> depressing in itself.
1: So, of course, well, you, you know, I'll stop you right there. And it's not a point of saying whether a feeling is right or wrong but you should not be depressed because you're, you're dealing with something. You know, I I admire you for the, for the way you attack your challenges. And like I said, you've put it out there even more than I have. And it's just, I've seen your, you, you tweet, you connect with people. Can you talk about, oh, first talk about why the depression and the anxiety, you know, we all, you know, everybody gets sad. Everybody gets upset. Everyone has bad days, but how does the depression and the anxiety impact your daily life like what does that mean
0: um it impacts my daily life because you know depression leads into i think it goes slow hand in hand sometimes with you know low self-esteem and um you know the low self-esteem you know sometimes impacts uh my ability to actually you know write even though writing sometimes you know helps me relax because i can you know take you know, uh, my mind off, uh, it helps you take the mind off the, some of the negativities that are going on, but, you know, if I, you know, can't figure out how to, you know, finish a sentence or, you know, your word to use or, you know, how to, you know, do the conclusion or even the intro or, or whatever, um, that little hardship, um, that normally wouldn't, you know, I guess wouldn't really, Uh, matter to some people it i guess it uh multiplies a good amount thanks to my uh the uh the depression and the exact anxiety that i go through because i'm one mental uh lapse when i'm writing just you know sometimes balloons
1: well the other thing dakota and, and um you know i've known you for for years we've worked together a long time we've had a lot of conversations you're like a you're like a little brother to me and I hope you know that but I know that listen there are days that you wake up before you even start writing and I I could totally understand this you wake up and if you're not feeling confident and you and you you have uh, you I guess you could call it your demons to overcome that's go I mean I've seen it you have challenges even starting pieces and, and really attacking what you've got, like attacking daily tasks because of how this thing seeps in.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, I try to fight through because, you know, I I love basketball and, you know, I love writing about it and, you know, covering the G League. You know, I like covering the G League because of the fact that I like you know, talking about these, you know, underdog stories, you know, the Jonathan Simmons before, you know, enters the NBA, the, you know, Seth Curry's or the, you know, the Yogi Pharaohs of the world. And, you know, despite how hungry I am to write about that, to write about, you know, specific players, specific team or whatever, you know, that, you know, low self-esteem and depression just, you know prevents me from doing something that i really want to do because i you know there's something in the back of my mind that tells me hey this is not going to be good and why should he do this when it's you know going to suck
1: well well first of all and, and i tell you this all the time you are one of the most passionate writers especially when it comes to you you just talked about it how, how why you loved writing about the g league you're passionate you're knowledgeable you, you know on your best days, I love reading you. You're so your content is great. It's insightful, and, and and people, you know, listen. You have a Twitter following. You you've been a part of Ridiculous Upside for a very long time. People respect your work. They enjoy it, and and I feel they need to tell you that because if I could in any way encourage you and and and, and you know combat the depression and the anxiety, I'm going to do everything I can as a friend to you. But I can totally understand how that impacts your daily life. It, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed about. It's nothing to be, uh, you know, I mean, look, we all have challenges. I have my bad days. And listen, uh, not being able to cut into a, a piece of meat or open a water bottle. I mean, these are simple things that people take for granted. Uh, in the grand scheme of life, who cares if you can order a, uh, open a water bottle? I get that. But in the moment when I'm trying to do it and it's frustrating, hell yeah, I have my bad days too, you know. And 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 it, I mean, look, you, you got to be confident in who you are and what you do. And I, I can understand your challenges. But the other thing that I wanted to talk about too is, I admire you because you have talked about this on social media. And as many times as we say social media is is evil because you've got. <laughs> you know, because people are sitting behind the computer and they can say whatever the hell they want and this and that you putting out your message to people, you know, I, I deal with depression. I'm having a bad day. I have anxiety because of this. You have people who have reached out to you who have offered support that you wouldn't get otherwise.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, some, some players said, I've, you know, covered in the past in the G league have uh, reached out to- all through me uh via, you know, Twitter DM and you know giving their support and you know uh that that means the the world for world to me because you know I you know watch these players even though I try to cover it in an unbiased point of view as, you know, a fan of basketball, I you know you know, it I can't help but, you know, love the uh love the core performance of these players I write about and also, you know, love with these players you know you know do off the court in their community and you know whatever and to see some of them you know you know reach out to me and also um uh this last few months has actually been helpful because of the fact that you know I think we'll talk about this later uh or now but some uh some you know significant you know NBA players have talked about their battle with you know mental health like the Mario Rosen and you know Kevin Love.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, you don't understand. Like, I mean, I think they knew where they were going with it, and obviously they're superstars, so their stories are going to touch people on a national level. But I just think that you don't, you never know who or how many people you're going to help. Dakota, you talked about being a fan of, of the G League people from a professional standpoint, and then you get to know them. They, they reach out to you. I mean, to me, it, it, it rejuvenates one's faith in people. You're not just a, a player, but people reaching out and people, you know, offering support, sharing their stories. Maybe uh, they've experienced something similar to you. And by you putting your yourself out there, you're, you know, you're inviting that you're encouraging the help. You're encouraging people to share their stories because you never know who you're going to help. I, I think with, and we saw that with DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love, they, you know, who knew these big superstars that appear to have everything appear to have perfect lives. they deal with so much and by putting themselves out there, they're saying to you and to everyone else who might deal with something similar it's okay.
0: you know that's I guess that's like the public face and you know the private face uh, dynamic for them because you know when uh, when they're on you know TV playing games or you know doing interviews, you know themar Rose and Kevin love they look you know, uh, you know, like, you know, actual, sometimes actual, you know, superheroes when they're, you know, playing the game just look, you know, above and beyond. But, you know, it it humanizes them to see, you know, for Kevin Love and DeMar Rose and I think even Kyle Eubre talk about, you know, you know, their struggles. And, you know, it also makes people that, you know, don't go through, uh, mental health issues on a daily basis to find out that, you know, everybody, you know, goes through this no matter, you know, how successful you are and how, you know, how much money you're making or what position you are in your, you know, career.
1: Yeah, you're right. You know, it's you never know what somebody's going through and until they come out with it. And we take for granted that people are happy, people are, you know, quote unquote, successful and. You don't know, you know. I I, I think about that in my daily life in in terms of when I have my struggles. I I get down. I, 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 uh, you know, I I can't tie my shoes. You, you know, how difficult that makes sneaker shopping. I mean, (laughs) it's especially as a basketball fan to have all these Jordan and Nike and Adidas, all these great sneakers that I can't wear because I can't tie the the shoes. And as a as a basketball fan growing up, and even now. That's really frustrating and in the moment you feel like, oh why me oh my, oh my god, god. It, it, it could always be worse you know it, it could, that's the other thing too you don't know what other people are dealing with it, it could always be worse uh, so I, I try and keep that positive mindset. even for you Dakota, you have great days. I, you know I, if even if you don't believe it, I see it you're you're confident you feel good. Your writing, I mean, even if you struggle internally, your writing is generally spectacular. So, I mean, I, I look at you and I go, this kid is talented. He's passionate. He's got a, a really, really bright future ahead of him. And from me on the outside, I look at that and I go, it could be worse. You know, like, like, you know, Dakota, you have struggles, but it could, it could always be worse because the fact of the matter is you're you have days where you win you, 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 know, the, the whole, the, the whole uh, name of the podcast, you know, defeating disabilities, you have depression, you have anxiety. There are a lot of days where you are overcome it and you're uh, not only a, an all star, an amazing writer, but a personal inspiration to me.
0: That's, 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 you know, uh, that's great to hear. You know, you talk about your struggles opening up, you know, Uh, being able to tie our shoes or being able to, you know, cut up steak. You know, me, I know every writer, you know, struggles to, you know, figure out like, you know, what word to use when or, you know, how to, you know, uh, the best way to, you know, write a sentence and the best way to write the intro. You've actually reached out to me and say (laughs) you have had those issues uh, before. But, you know, for me, having that issue, having those issues, those, you know, temper issues, I think, Uh, hampers you know a lot of people in this uh in this uh basketball writing industry or just writing in general journalism in general uh it you know affects everybody but for but for me if I have those issues uh you know mentally I'm like you know my thoughts go to like why am I doing this why if I can't write if I can't finish a sentence or if I can't you know you know figure out a good intro then why should i just you know write in general if i can't do you know a you know a simple task and just those thoughts in general just you know you know dampen the day even though i you know another part of my brain knows that everybody uh everybody goes through that
1: yeah and, and you know like and you joke that i say yeah i, I go through it so i mean i think every, every every writer has writer's block or or they struggle to put the words together, you know, one way or the other. It was, you know, I talked to you about that. It's never to negate or to put down what you go through. It's to kind of motivate you and say, Hey man, you know, like that's, uh, that's common. It's common for people to, to struggle with it. Don't be ashamed. You know, you can, you can do this and it's all encouraging. And, You know, that's just the way I I mean, look, I look at you and I think you're super talented and and I always do what I can to 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 pep you up. But it's like you said, everybody has their own challenges and sometimes that that impacts uh, their ability to to perform daily tasks. And then there's a whole mental aspect of it, too, because even if what you're trying to accomplish in the moment, you know, it might last five minutes and then you can get over it you might be sitting there thinking, oh gosh, those five minutes were the worst five minutes of my life. And that's going to impact the rest of your day. Yeah. You know, you've got to be, you got to feel good to go on.
0: Yeah. You, you know, you have to, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out a ways, you know, fight through it, fight through it. Because, you know, like I mentioned, you know, you know, just some basic struggles can, you know, make me, you know, feel upset at myself, feel, make me feel angry about myself. And, you know, I just, you know, try to try to you know move away from that task to try to try to do something else try to play my dog or watch TV or whatever but I need to learn just to I think just to fight through it and you know fight through it despite the you know mental hardships that you know can go on
1: yeah, you know Dakota, I, I I've, I've read a lot about you know people struggling with different things, and it, it, the the whole pet concept is something that I'm. I mean, I am not an animal person. I don't want to turn anybody mm-hmm. off. I'm just I've never been. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna lose listeners. No, I, I've never been a, an animal or a, or a pet person per se. I, I didn't grow up with it. I, you know, I had a fish. I, I had a couple of fish. One one fish ate the other fish, and you know really? that was it for my pet experience. You won at the fair. No, I I was better than. Excuse me, I was better than that. I, I I had goldfish, and then we brought home a catfish, and the catfish ate them all. Uh, but but anyway, no my point cats, was, no matter they're
0: fish or animals,
1: <laughs> it's like a true dog lover. Listen, my point is, you, you can a lot of people use these pets for comfort because the the pets they can they can perceive the way you're feeling. They can internalize it and they're in a lot of cases from what i've read from people i've talked to it can be very comforting so i know you're very close and very involved with your dog and i mean to me it just makes a lot of sense because even if you don't think about it you have support there
0: as well yeah and i think that's (laughs) going into my history i guess i think this is like a three free uh therapy session for me this podcast um I don't know if you tended on dude. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Uh, it's the it, dude. I it, mean, it,
1: it's it's great that you said that. And right before you continue, I'm going to say this. That's the whole point of, of this podcast. It, it's to, in putting our own stories out there, we have to be confident. We have to feel good. We have to uh, feel relatable to other people. And the whole thing is, by listening to us, we hope that people can relate. We hope that we inspire. We can comfort people. Uh, and, and then look, we're not going to be the only ones talking here. We're going to have people who encounter similar struggles, similar challenges, and we're going to talk about the way they overcome it. So that's why when you say, Hey, it's com- it's almost like a therapy session. That's great because you're, you're talking about the challenges that you have and we're, we're, we're offering an opportunity to relate to people. And then down the road, who knows you, the more people you talk to, you find different solutions.
0: Yeah, but going back to the animal thing, animals have always been a big, you know, part of my life. Uh, you know, back back when I was a kid, my my family had always had cats or you know dogs, but I always felt like a special relationship with animals because I, you know, I know that I guess they're they're nat- naturally, you know, comforting. They, you know, you, mm-hmm. I guess their instinct is to it's a comfort uh. no matter if they're dogs or, I guess, I guess cats, I guess cats, but they're always, you know, they support you. They don't judge you. They, you know, they might get upset at you if you don't, you know, don't feed them, but don't, don't take them for a walk. But, you know, you know, in the back of your mind, you know, those pets, you know, they always have their back and, you know, they're always there to, you know, support you. So, you know, Growing up, and even before I was, you know, diagnosed with uh, depression, I, you know, had my struggles before then. But you know, being around animals, you know, definitely helped, help because you know they were uh, another support system that I can go to.
1: I hear you, man, and, and you know the other thing too. It, I, I just think about support, so different support systems, and you know, look. I'm not an animal person. I've never sought the type of comfort that you speak of in in an animal. However, like, like, listen, I'm very friendly with you. I I understand that the, the closeness to your dog, you know, but I think about different support systems and I just think about like people who get to know, if, if you open up to people and you let them know, this is how you're feeling, you, you, you give them a window into your world, they're going to be supportive. And that's whether that's, you know, people that you interact with, whether you're around the dog, the the dog, the pet, the animal, whatever you want to call it, is going to see that. And it's going, you know, they have internal instincts that they're going to want to comfort you as well.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, so, uh, so Mr. Slosher, I'm you're sitting on the chair. I'm laying down on this couch. (laughs) I'm laying down on the couch. This is their session. Uh, What other questions uh, do you (laughs) have for me? (laughs)
1: No, you listen, man. I mean, you've done a, a tremendous job. I, I think this is a, a great. Like, listen, I I might sound. I mean, I know. Like, listen, I, I hear you kind of breaking up in your voice. And we talked before this, and we talked about what are we going to talk about. This is going to be the first time that we're we're opening up, and, and, and I, you know, maybe I sound a little bit more sure about it than than you think. But look, this is it, it, it's an opportunity for me to open up too, and and the whole thing with the MBA. I want to be perceived as, uh, you know, look, this whole perception of normalcy, uh, norm, the quote-unquote normalcy is bullshit because everybody has something, right? Like, there, there is no normal now because the, 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 whole, the, the normal is everybody's got challenges. Everybody has something that they overcome. So, you know, I'll, I'll, when, I, when I had my struggles with the NBA in, in Vegas, it took a lot out of me to reach out to the NBA and say, look, you know, how can you accommodate me? I, because I, I need to be able to do my job. What can you do? Because I didn't want to, I didn't want the MBA to look at me any differently or, or, you know, like or anybody for that. I don't want anybody to look at me and say, well, he's got this issue and he's not as good as, as anyone else because he's got physical issue. He walks with a limp. He can't, you know, grab things. He can't, he can't high five with one hand and not the other. Like, I don't want people to look at me and, and, and think of me any less or think of me any differently. So I'm very, I'm often very hesitant to come out and say, this is, you know, who I am and this is who I deal or this is what I deal with. But, so my point in saying that is just like, look, man, like I, am in the same boat as you. you, you joke about it being a therapy session. I, you know, I, I think in putting this out there, uh, People get to know us a little bit and, and they relate. And, and who knows? Like, look, I've seen people on social media and there's a couple of people that I, I'd love to talk to on this podcast in the future. Um, NBA writers who deal with cerebral palsy. I, I, I know there's a lot of people who talk about depression and anxiety as well, um, you know, mental health and just different things, different issues that you would never know that someone else deals with something as similar as you. Like I I, kind of think of it like I'm an isolated case. Like, you know, like how dare I think that I'm the only one with some of these issues because there's probably thousands and thousands and thousands of people who, who might have the same issues as me, even in the same environment, who knows there, there might be more media members that, you know, have similar deficits to me and you.
0: Yeah, most, most definitely. And I, you know, like, like both you and I have mentioned uh, since we started, since I opened this podcast, uh, uh, this is why I think this uh, Defeating Disabilities Podcast is important because it lets these people, you know, tell their, you know, be able to, you know, tell their stories because, um, you know, there's really been no other outlet for them to, you know, to do so. And they had to, you know, struggle through this in private and maybe, you know, if uh people that go through you know these you know depression or cerebral palsy or you know what you go through if you know somebody uh that's listening to this you know that follow sports or you know not uh they can reach out to you know that person or they can reach out to you or reach out to me and you know we can you know start a start a dialogue and you know start a get a you know support system going
1: yeah. For sure, for sure, and and you know, look, we're putting this on ridiculous upside. We understand that, you know, it's a, it's a basketball site, so w- there will be some basketball a part. Of it. I mean, this is every this is this is the whole thing. Like for me, I, I write and and, and I uh, I write and I'm part of basketball because I love the sport and I don't care if my disability limits my ability to dunk a basketball. I, I'm still going to find a way to get in the game. And I think that in talking to a lot of people that we will, it's going to be about, okay, they have this, this challenge, this issue, whatever, this, this limitation that they deal with. So what, how do they overcome it? And why are they so passionate around basketball, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, why are they so passionate around the sport? So we are going to have a lot of sports talk. It's not, you know, we want to talk to people about, how they overcome their challenges and then talk about like what motivates them, you know, like what they enjoy. And I think you're going to hear a lot of sports talk. Uh, in, in addition, this is just the introduction. Yeah. We want people to know who we are, but I think th- the longer we go, we're going to see that we're going to include sports. Yeah.
0: Too. Uh, you know, like you said, we're going to talk to people, you know, throughout the world of sports. Of course, uh, we specialize in the world of basketball. We're going to bring on, you know, like you, like you mentioned reporters, whether uh, maybe, uh, you know, coaches, Know, team executives, or you know, maybe even players, like, like I mentioned before. Uh, there have been you know, you know, some significant players like the Rose Love, Kelly Ubre, that have talked about their you know battle with you know depression or anxiety, and uh, we can also talk to some uh, uh lesser known players that you know deal with well both, both that issue or or you know anything else.
1: Uh. I'll just say this, and we don't want to reveal too much of our plans, and we're still very much in in the planning stages, Dakota, but I think that a couple of people that we would love to talk to moving forward, I mean, you talk about um, DeRozan and Love, but you look at a guy like Royce White, you know, a G League alum who has been very outspoken around mental health and and the NBA's, Uh, you you know, just I, I will say the NBA's willingness to accommodate him and, and to just be an advocate for mental health. We'd love to have someone like Royce White on. Um, you know, I look at a guy, one of my inspirations, Nate Lowenzer. He's a assistant coach with, with the Chicago Bulls right now, a G League head coaching alum. He's got a, you know, you could look him up and kind of see what he deals with. It. It's, we've had, we, he and I both have a lot of similarities. So a couple of guys like that, uh, we'd love to talk to. We're going to continue to make some plans, but that's just the point of, at the heart of this, we love sports. We love basketball. So I think we're always going to come back to that uh, as a recurring theme. Dakota, I want to kind of wind this up. We're going to get ready for the next episode. We're really excited about continuing to do this. Is there anything else that you want to kind of throw in here before we get going? No,
0: I, I think I, I said all I wanted to say, like I said, uh, I think this episode was, uh, was a therapy session for you. I guess, sorry, a therapy session for for me and a session for you to just uh, get a lot of things off your chest that, you know, want to talk about a lot of your, you you know, you know, struggles here and things that, you know, got you upset when it came to dealing with your, with your disability, when it came to, you know, just trying to do your job in, you know, you know, Las Vegas.
1: My man! I appreciate you being a part of this with me, and I think we're both really excited. We look forward to, uh, you know, what kind of, uh, what what kind of inspiration, motivation, and, and camaraderie with other people that this can bring. We're really excited about it.
0: Definitely. So, uh, want me to wrap everything up? Yes, sir. All uh, right. Uh, I'm Dieder Schmidt. That's Keith Lauscher. This is the uh, defeating. This episode number one of the Defeating Disabilities podcast, if you want to follow me on Twitter to talk about depression and anxiety and all that, it is Dakota, D-A-K-O-T-A, underscore Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I, uh, D T and Keith? Your social media? <laughs> Dakota is... It-
1: yeah, Dakota is flipping it to me because I, I he probably doesn't know how to spell my last name after all these years. After all these years, he didn't, he didn't know how to, how to spell my last name. called Rainer. Rainer. I, your,
0: your your first name, your last name is on it. But uh, I don't know. I forgot if you like <laughs> in the special you know Twitter account name or whatever.
1: My Twitter handle is Keith B. Schlosser. So the last me. name is spelled. C- S C H L O S S E R. That's Keith B Schlosser. I, you know, I love this kid so much. Dakota, you're a great <laughs> dude, and uh, that's that's my Twitter handle. Just like Dakota said, you know, feel free to reach out to me on anything. We could talk. We could open up uh, a dialogue, and we look we look forward yes. to it. Yeah. Anything we could talk, we could open up uh, a dialogue, and we look yes. we look forward. To
0: it. Yes, and if you want to open up a dialogue with either Keith or myself. I'm at the Coder underscore on Twitter. That's at Keith B. Slosher, S-C-H-L-O-S-S-E-R on Twitter. So yet again, everybody, this has been episode number one of the Defeating Disabilities podcast. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you the next time we're in your earbuds. So everybody, we'll see you later.